You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily Arizona Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Cardinals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Alex Clancy, Bo Brock, follow him at Bob Brack on Twitter. Follow me at Clancy's Corner and follow the podcast at Locked On AZ Card. So just an update with I, with Apple Podcasts, Bo. Sorry, not iTunes. Apparently, I got reprimanded last time I hosted for that. Um, it's still not showing up on iTunes, Apple Podcasts. If you subscribe to the podcast, though, Apparently, you will get the notification. You'll be able to listen to it that way. But if you search on Apple Podcasts for it, we're still only at April 22nd. So the updated podcasts are not showing up. You can check out the Odyssey app, odyssey.com. We'll post that in our, in our, uh, on at Locked on AZ cards in our bios. So you can easily click on that. Uh, everything's updated there. So you'll be able to listen to us that way. This episode of Locked on Cardinals is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need, Rock Auto. Com. We have a jam-packed podcast today. Uh, Bo and I are going to take part in Throwdown Thursday 3.0. Um, we'll talk about the topic in just a minute. Brandon Olson from Locked On Gators is going to join us in the second segment to give a deep dive into Marco Wilson, the fourth-round pick that the Cardinals traded up for. Um, incredibly talented. The measurables are almost immeasurable. They're incredible. Bo's been giddy ever since the draft pick, ever since he watched some clips. And um, we'll talk to him about that. Hopefully he'll be able to sustain some sort of normalcy when talking about his new favorite Arizona Cardinal. And there was an interesting, uh, a player that got released yesterday, that was waived yesterday, that kind of piqued the ears, especially of fantasy football fans that know this name very well for the shortcomings uh, since he was drafted in the second round of 2018. We'll talk about that momentarily. But Bo, what are we going to be throwing down regarding in the third thing, what's the topic going to be? Yeah, I think everybody wants to know what the Arizona Cardinals' last remaining need is before they get to training camp, they get to preseason, and they kick off the 2021 season. They've done a pretty decent job as far as filling a lot of their needs from the end of 2020 and throughout this offseason. But I think uh, if you're just if you on social media, if you're kind of following some Cardinals uh, media members and just fans, if you're taking the pulse of the fans, you kind of have an idea of where people are a little concerned, a little concerned because if we're, if the Arizona Cardinals don't address this position, uh, they're going to have a tough time in 2021. So we'll see. We're going to debate it. I have my thoughts on that. You have, I don't know, whatever your thoughts, I guess they're not really thought out, but you're just going to spew out what you believe on the topic and we'll get into it. But that's, uh, that's what we're going to talk about. The Arizona Cardinals, Biggest remaining need left in the 2021 offseason. I'll tell you what. The Dane Cook references get – they just get <laughs> overlooked so much. I appreciate everyone. I appreciate every single one, Bo Brock. Yeah. So, Carrion Johnson was waived by the Detroit Lions yesterday. It's interesting. Yeah. He was a second-round pick out of Auburn. He's like, oh, man, this dude is going to be the steal. As we've been talking about, the second-round picks have been reigning supreme over the last couple years from the running back position. And – he was waived. DeAndre Swift seems to be the guy there after having a slow start to the 2020 season, really came on late, and he's going to be the bell cow there. And you have Jamal Williams signed there, which was an interesting signing because they already had a packed running back room with Adrian Peterson, et cetera. Obviously, Adrian Peterson no longer there, and now on Johnson no longer there. 
it made me think, and this is not going to be a part of throw it on Thursday. Neither Bo nor I think that running back is the most glaring need still, the biggest position of need still. The Cardinals still have options where if they want to sign a low-impact, potentially somewhat moderate to high-ceiling guy for an inexpensive price tag, they can. I mean, on Johnson, when he was on the field, he showed some electricity as to, you know, it, it kind of validated why he was a second-round pick. But the dude hasn't played more than half the games over the last two seasons, only played two games last year. I think he had one breakout game last year of the two, but Bo. What's it like? Carry on, Johnson. Is is it a guy that you would look at? Like you know what? This could help. This move could help this organization in some capacity for twenty twenty one. No. Okay. A team like the Detroit Lions don't even feel like he can help, and it's they're not exactly, you know, the the most set up roster for success ever. I mean, he's he's had multiple opportunities that he hasn't been able to take advantage of. You know, whether it was last year with Swift coming in as a rookie, they brought in Adrian Peterson at one point. You know, he couldn't really outduel Amir Abdullah, who hasn't exactly been the greatest. Like, Carrion Johnson is not what the Arizona Cardinals need. He's not going to be a solution in any part of their run game. I just don't see him as anybody even worth kicking the tires on. I'm, I mean, he couldn't stick on the roster in Detroit. Why should we think he's going to be in the mix for the Cardinals who – have this win now mentality this offseason. I don't think he fits at all. Yeah, no, I agree with you. And and let me just clarify, he started two games. He played in you know, 13 or 14, but he only had a handful of carries in most of them. It's just interesting that I I do believe, I still believe that even though Carryon Johnson is not the guy, that they need to add somebody. They need to add another piece uh into this uh running back room. I mean, with James with James Conner's injury history, with Jonathan Ward, we have no idea besides the one end around for a touchdown or the little shovel pass for a touchdown we saw last year. We don't know anything mm-hmm. about him, really. And Chase Edmonds, as much as you and I both love Chase Edmonds for this roster, he's going to have a role that's carved out for him. He's not going to be the lead back in, in this organization. Regardless of what Steve Kimes says, he's not a guy that can tote the rock 25 times a game, 20 times, whatever the, the max amount that guys normally touch the ball now getting the ball handed off, you need a guy that can move the sticks. And the Cardinals don't have a guy that's proven that he can play the majority of a season and be able to do that. And the list is its still interesting. So quickly before we move on from this, Todd Gurley's still a free agent, okay? I know that Todd Gurley's not a guy that you want to bring in. That, but mm-hmm. if, like, you can sign up for one year, $1.75 million total guarantee with a $500,000 roster bonus like you did with James Conner, why the hell not? If he wants to play football, which is the big thing, he's already made a lot of money. You have guys like Rex Burkhead, who I brought up, and I know that it's it's like, no, you're not going to do this. You're not going to bring in a guy that's, you know, New England. He had a couple flash games. He won some fantasy football weeks for people. But, you know, he's, he's also very, very injury prone. I just think there needs to be another body in the locker room that has a proven track record of some sort. That's a guy that's a free agent that they need to bring in. I, I I still believe that. Yeah, I think a lot of our listeners are going to be upset that we haven't mentioned Ido Benjamin, but it, for whatever reason, the Cardinals, they're not high on him. We would have known already. We would have known already. Drake, who was on the shelf for at least one season last week or last year, and uh, we didn't see any, you know, we didn't hear any rumblings about Ido Benjamin. He's not exactly the biggest guy. He's only about 5'8, five, 5'9. Five, He's not the fastest guy. So as far as Eno Benjamin, it doesn't sound like he's an option. Jonathan Ward, interesting. But yeah, I think the Arizona Cardinals have backed themselves into a corner at this point in the offseason where, yeah, I wouldn't 
say that Todd Gurley is the worst move. But at the same time, it's like that's not exactly a position of strength that you're going to rely upon a guy who played in 10 and 13 games respectively the last two seasons or Chase Edmonds, who's proven that he's not RB1 status. It's just uh, if, if we want to see this team establish the run, they don't have the stable of backs to do that just yet, and there's nobody available. We'll have to maybe later, uh, you know, between now and preseason, look at who could potentially be available via trade, Yeah, you know? No, it's true. And I mean, like a guy like TJ Yeldon, like what Mike Tolbert used to be for Carolina. Remember years ago when it was Jonathan Stewart? But you know what I'm talking about? He's a big dude who on third and short, you can he can get yards for you. It's not that type of game anymore, dude. But you you need somebody. You want Mike Tolbert who's gonna fall down and get you a the role half that a he yard. had. Okay, we're not we're not gonna do this, especially with Brandon Olson in the waiting room right now. I don't want to embarrass you. Coming up next, Brandon Olson from Lockdown Gators is gonna join us. Marco Wilson has a president of his fan club already, and that person's name is Bo My Hair is Perfect Brock. We're going to talk to Brandon Wilson from Locked On Gators about it next. Locked On Cardinals. Hey, Cardinals fans, listen up. Nugenics, the number one selling free testosterone booster at GNC, is offering a complimentary bottle to all football fans in America. To get your complimentary bottle of Nugenics Total T text draft to 231231. This unique man-boosting formula is powered by Testafin, which helps boost free testosterone and total testosterone levels and increase energy and lean muscle mass. Plus, text now, and they'll include a bottle of Nugenics Thermo, their most powerful fat incinerator ever with key ingredients to help you get back in shape absolutely free. Text DRAFT to 231231. That's DRAFT to 231231. Message and data rates may apply. Brandon Olsen from Locked On Gators joins us right now. You can follow him on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. Uh, he's part of Whole Nine Sports. And again, Locked On, Locked On Gators host. Brandon, what's up, man? Thanks for joining us. What's up? I'm happy to be here. That was a fun little uh, fun little running back debate on there. Nice Mike Tolbert being brought up. Listen, you got to bring up the old – you got to play the hits sometimes. You got to play the hits. Um, Alex Clancy, Bo Brock, Locked on Cardinals. Follow Bo at Bob Brack. Follow me at Clancy's Corner. Follow the podcast at Locked on AZ Cards. Again, iTunes and Apple Podcasts are having issues right now. So our link tree's up on at Locked on AZ Cards. There are definitely other ways to find us besides Apple Podcasts. So let's jump into this quickly here. Brandon, the Arizona Cardinals moved up and drafted uh, Marco Wilson in the fourth round. It was interesting because we were waiting on draft. They Bo and I were texting back and forth. Man, these Cardinals have 111 picks between their second-round pick and their next one. Two full, two full football teams worth. Are they going to make a move at all? Like, is, is, Does Steve Kimes see a specific situation where he can make this team better by not giving up too much draft capital for the future? And he targeted Marco Wilson, went up and got him. Obviously, we know about the the show, the shoe throwing against LSU. Like, it's not even a joke anymore. That's just part of his history. What are what are the Cardinals getting with Marco Wilson aside from a guy that can jump through the roof? Uh, they're getting someone who was, I believe, the fourth true freshman corner to ever start at Florida, which I know doesn't mean much to the average person, but that's a pretty big deal for Florida, where they've had a very rich history of defensive backs there's someone who he's got great size great play strength which is something you don't see from a lot of corners in college they like to not get physical but marco wilson has no real issue with that um he's someone who he excels really in zone coverage he, he's a smart guy so he's able to recognize route patterns and be able to attack them there 
he's just struggled with major consistency issues throughout his time in college. Of course, like I said, one of the first true freshmen to start for Florida. But, I mean, his sophomore year, he got injured and missed the season. And then his junior senior, he just was not that guy again that we were expecting to see. He didn't progress at the rate that we were hoping he would. I mean, you see the uh, the measurables, as we've mentioned so many times with this guy, as he still remains kind of a question mark. I mean, his brother was a second-round pick for the Colts a couple seasons ago. He hasn't made an impact at the NFL level. What is it about the Wilson brothers uh, that I mean, that you can tell that they can't put it together? Why Marco would slip to the fourth round? Why Quincy hasn't gotten it going with the Colts? Any idea? I'll take Quincy not succeeding just blows my mind. I was very high on him. I was very confident with him that he was going to be a success. So he just absolutely blows my mind. The fact that he hasn't really put it together at the next level. Marco is just, I don't know what it is, if it's all in his head or what, but he has just not taken the steps necessary that he needs. Cause he, he's got on the field. He's got the awareness. He's great in zone coverage. He's okay in man, but he's just one of those guys that he just can't, put together consistent stretches of high quality football. And that's been what's been shooting him in the foot his entire college career. Brandon Olson at WNS underscore Brandon on Twitter, host of Locked on Gators. We're doing a deep dive into Marco Wilson, the Arizona Cardinals fourth round pick. I saw a report that said Marco Wilson isn't, doesn't have great hands and he's not a great tackler. That's not ideal for a corner. How true is that, you know, testament to his playing ability? I mean, it's not inaccurate. I'll say that. Uh, he's yeah. He doesn't have great hands. His tackling. It's weird because he's someone who he looks like he likes to get physical with people, but he's not super engaged in the run game. Which again is weird because you have someone who wants to get physical but doesn't want to get physical with thicker dudes that are running backs and are gonna bring a little bit more of the pain. But uh. Yeah, I think it's something where we see a lot of college guys just don't get super physical in the run game, whether it's that they don't want to get injured or whatever it is, or they're just like, hey, I'm a corner. I don't need to. Um, whatever it is, Marco is someone who he's already, like I said, like I've said multiple times now, he's already a physical guy. So yeah. I don't really doubt that he'll get more physical with the run at the next level now that he's actually getting paid to play football. It's kind of good to hear. It's, it's a little, it's a little, that gives cart. We were talking about, uh, was it Rondell Moore yesterday with Ben Stevens, of course, of locked on big 10. And it's just, it got Cardinals fans excited. And then this one it's, it's tempering expectations. I, I, I would just assume from our listeners, how, did, how did Marco perform against the big boys against the, in the sec? I mean, I saw the numbers, uh, obviously from Devonta Smith in the sec championship game, but more of a, a maybe a, a bigger, um, sample size than that. Yeah, I mean, he, he's he's had his moments where, like, you'll see him on some plays, and you're like, wow, this dude's going to be great. And then he's got moments where it's like, mm, he shouldn't be drafted. Um, <laughs> so he's, he's just super inconsistent. He's got the highest of highs and the lowest of lows. And honestly, when he got drafted, I thought the Cardinals were a fantastic spot for him to really develop and get some playing time and maybe put it all together once and for all because – He's still got potential that is just insane. Like there are few corners in this draft class with as much potential as Marco Wilson has. He's got all right experience at this point. He's got the athlete. I mean, we saw his pro day was ridiculous. And like, we know he's an athlete, but that was insane what he did. And I believe that they're 
fairly legit numbers where even if it's like a little a little stretched it's not too far off so i mean he's got the athleticism he's got experience he's got the mentality and yeah i totally could see him putting it together and becoming a more consistent player with a very high ceiling in the nfl Get a crash course on Marco Wilson from Brandon Olson. Locked on Gators. Follow him on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. Follow Bo at Bob Rack. Follow me at Clancy's Corner. Now, I said it in jest about, about the shoe throw, but l- let me ask a real question about this. I mean, that throw caused penalty, which caused loss of game. Like, that's what happened against LSU, okay? It was a pivotal game. They were a top – I think there were six in the country at that point, Florida – so they had an outside chance if things were to break their way to make it into the college football playoff. Um, Dan Mullen defended him. Fine, you're a head coach. You're going to do that. Is it a character trait or is it an exception to the rule? I don't want to say that there's a character trait for him. I really don't. I, I think it's one of those things where – because here's where it gets blown out of context completely. Yeah, he did it and yeah, it was stupid. Uh, no doubt about that. That was one of the dumbest things I've ever seen, given the situation. However, Florida in general shouldn't have been in that situation. LSU wasn't good last year. Florida sucked in that game. It was just terrible to see. So yeah, Marco made a boneheaded decision. And ultimately, he's the guy that got the blame for the loss. But Florida's defense never should have been in position where they need to make, I think it was like a third and seven stop there they never should have been in that position where that was what the game was depending on and he made just a boneheaded decision and also it's not even like it wasn't like he did something dirty he made the tackle got excited and like threw the cleat so it's it was just an in the moment thing i try not to blame him. it's fun to make fun of him for it just because it was a funny moment it was just a boneheaded thing but yeah, I try not to fault him for it. I don't think it's something that would be a consistent issue. Like, he's not a dude that just, like, gets penalties or makes dirty plays. It was just he got excited. He made a big play. The cleat, it's like he ripped the cleat off the dude. The cleat just came off, and he just celebrated by chucking it 30 yards downfield. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't, I don't blame him for that. I don't call it a character trade. It was just a mental lapse there where he just got excited. And, yeah, I mean, everybody in the moment does something stupid. It usually just isn't on national TV and it's usually not going to be brought up for the rest of our careers, you know? So I try not to blame him for it. It was just, it was an in the moment thing. And as a Gator fan, I could, I I was pissed at the moment. I'm not going to lie to you. I was like, wow, what a stupid decision, but it is what it is. It happened. And really the team shouldn't have been in the position where that one play cost us the game. So it is what it is at this point. I mean, if they win, it's colorful, you know, people are laughing about it, but they lost. It was a big loss for for Fleur. Last question before we get you out of here. I mean, what can the Arizona Cardinals, you already said that you thought it was an ideal fit. What can they do for Marco Wilson to be the most successful, especially in his rookie year or just at the NFL level? Uh, I think one of the big things is, even if he does get playing time this year, uh, to not put pressure on him to be great right away. He's he's one of those guys who I, I think he's just not great with that pressure on his shoulders right away. Like we saw him, Florida, he had a great freshman year, by the way, which he did have the pressure there being the fourth true freshman to start. But I think since then, he's kind of crumbled with just the insane expectations that have been placed on his shoulders because, of course, you guys mentioned Quincy was a second-round pick. Everybody loved Quincy Wilson. And then, I mean, Marco, true freshman starter, ton of pressure there. And 
we put insane expectations on him at that point. And I think it, it was unfair looking back at it. But I mean, of course, in the moment we were like this dude, Vernon Hargraves had the same thing. Uh, and teased to bore where it was like they were freshmen that were getting playing time and they had so much pressure on them right away. But it's like, at the end of the day, you just can't put that pressure on these young kids and Marco's still a young kid. So I think one of the biggest things to do is just not put pressure on him to be, he's not going to be Pat Pete. or uh, I mean, probably ever, but definitely not right now. He's not going to be Pat Pete. So just take what you can get with him. Give him time. I, I stand by adamantly. I think he's got a very high ceiling. And I mean, he's someone who, yeah, the shoe thing is just always going to follow him, unfortunately, but just give him a break with it. I mean, it was a boneheaded play. Who cares, really, end of the day. Talking Marco Wilson with Brandon Olson from Locked on Gators. Thanks for joining us, man. This was fun. Very informative. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's awesome to be here. <laughs> All right. That, I mean, that's a lot of information, and it's truth, truthful information. We're not getting smoke blown. We're getting truthful. Hey, he sometimes plays like a first-round pick. He sometimes plays like he shouldn't be drafted. That's what you want. That's what you get from the Locked On Podcast Network. You get people that say what they think, and uh, that's what that's what you want. It's not like, oh, yeah, he's going to be a good player. You guys need anything else from me? That's why Brandon Olsen's well, yeah, great. It, Check him out. That's what you get when you wait till the fourth round to yeah. try to fill your corner need. I mean, it's going to be guys that are going to have boom-bust potential. And, and that's what you want. I mean, that's what you have to do. You have to take some big swings in those rounds. And hopefully the Arizona Cardinals, if it's not Marco Wilson, because I think you have every right to be skeptical, especially listening to what Brandon just said, um, maybe Tay Gowan can be the guy. If one of those guys can hit, and if they can play, you know, decent football for the Arizona Cardinals and play in their defensive secondary and be, you know, their second or third guys, it might work out. But you're putting yourself in a tough situation if you're Steve Kime. Alex Clancy, Bobrock, Locked on Cardinals. Really happy that Bo brought up that transitionary statement because coming up next on Throwdown Thursday 3.0, what is the biggest need still for the Arizona Cardinals? I will be set to move to 3-0 in these debates. It's really just a mockery of, uh, you know, of my intellect at this point. Stay tuned for it. It's next, Locked on Cardinals. But first, it's time to talk about our friends at BetOnline.ag. BetOnline, fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season in full swing. There's games every day. You can track all the action of Bet Online. This week has tons of sports action on the go. Listen, there's basketball ramping up, only a handful of games left in the regular season. Hockey, even closer to the postseason. And Major League Baseball, again, all day, every day. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs at betonline.ag. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news sign-up bonuses and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their playoff runs in the Major League Baseball and the NHL. So head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit using promo code LOCKEDON. Again, go to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. And also, for those that listen to this podcast regularly, you know that I love talking about rockauto.com for a couple reasons. One, because I don't know anything about cars. rockauto.com makes it easy for me to maneuver around their website and not have to go to a chain storefront and look like a dummy. Two, the prices are reliably low. They're the same prices for manufacturers and do-it-yourselfers. So you don't get an upcharge just because you don't buy in quantity that manufacturers do. RockAuto.com's got you covered. It's a family-owned business. They've been online for 20 years. 
All you have to do is go to rockauto.com and search for what you want. You could scroll, you could search, you can do whatever you want, and they have everything you need. They have tail lamps, they have carpet, they have paint, they have stuff for your for your daily driver, your weekend driver that you're trying to restore. rockauto.com's got you covered with all of it. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com. Go to rockauto.com, right the promo code locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Again, if you missed it, amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Great stuff from Brandon Olson. Give him a follow at WNS underscore Brandon on Twitter, locked on Gators. Did a deep dive into Marco Wilson. It's true. I mean, Bo, the fourth round is an interesting, it's, it's right in the middle of, yeah, you should still be able to hit on somewhat of a percentage of those draft picks. It's five six, five, six, and seven, obviously. More of a crapshoot as you go down, as more players get drafted. As you mentioned, Tay Gowan, who was drafted in the mid-200s, was looked at as a top-100 talent after before he sat out to take care of his family, who all got COVID. Like, If there are going to be diamonds in the rough from third rounds, from the third round and later, it's going to be in this draft. A lot of opt-outs, a lot of uncertainties, a lot less tape with players on the field. Maybe it'll work to the, to the Cardinals' advantage. Um the Cardinals still have needs on this roster. Drafting Zayvon Collins at 16 overall kind of solidified the fact that Steve Keim thinks that the cornerback room was fine as is, and then you add a couple draft picks late, and that's going to be okay unless he wants to add a corner later before OTAs and before the season starts. So you voted. Bo, is that where we're at? We're, 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 we're solidifying this throwdown Thursday as what is the biggest glaring need still for the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah, it's still the biggest need, 52.2% saying that. People don't want to know if Cliff's on the hot seat. And then the second one is the running back room set, something we already kind of discussed today because we knew we're going to throw this one down. All right, well, you get to go first, Bo. I went first last week. Wow, all right. Because we've been talking about it a little bit this week. We mentioned the tight end position, and I think that the Arizona Cardinals would be do themselves a service if they found themselves a playmaking tight end. Dan Arnold exited for Carolina on a free agent deal. But the, we know that the Arizona Cardinals haven't historically relied upon their tight end. They're going to roll the dice, and this is this is where we have to qualify something. Not what we would have done, but what the Cardinals are going to do and what I think their logic is. They're going to roll the dice that A.J. Green's going to bounce back at 32 years old. They're going to roll the dice that James can impact the rush game. They like their, their offensive line. So when you look at the offense – that's what Steve Kime believes is the moves necessary to boost the offense. So with that being said, where I really think the Arizona Cardinals' last big remaining need is, it's exactly what Alex looks for in a lady, the ability to reestablish the line of scrimmage. Someone that can control the A-gaps, some beef, Alex. The Arizona Cardinals need a nose tackle to finish off what they started this offseason, and it's creating a front seven <laughs> That's ferocious because we talk about fourth round picks right now. Last year's fourth round pick and Rashad Lawrence, one of two, he's your starting nose tackle. The Arizona Cardinals need to beef it up. They need their defensive line. They need somebody to set it, establish it, not get pushed back into the linebackers. Snacks Harrison, Geno Atkins, bring back Corey Peters. Look at Sheldon Richardson, who's not necessarily a nose tackle. Neither, neither is Jarrell Casey. You need a nose tackle. Otherwise, it makes life a little bit harder for guys that you just paid a lot of money and are paying a lot of money. And Chandler Jones, J.J. Watt, 
Marcus Golden's coming back. Let those guys eat. Get somebody in there to kind of push things around and make life easier on them. That's the biggest glaring need remaining for the Arizona Cardinals. Oh, you make this too easy. I'm just going to I'm going to run this down for you until you get it into your head that defensive tackles, running backs, wide receivers can't stop opposing wide receiver ones. And if you've forgotten, obviously you don't pay attention when I talk. Let me run down mm-hmm. a list. Robert Woods, twice. George Kittle, twice. DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, twice. Devontae Adams, Adam Thielen, Justin Jefferson, Brandon Cooks, Michael Pittman, DJ Moore, Allen Robinson, Amari Cooper, DJ Chark, AJ Brown, Odo Beckham Jr. Just for good measure. Those are the wide receiver ones the Arizona Cardinals are going up against this year. If we forget... The Cardinals did not draft a corner in the first round, did not draft a corner in the second round, traded up to draft a guy who threw a shoe in the fourth round and drafted a guy in the sixth round that we don't know if he's going to translate to the NFL level or not, even though he was rated as a top 100 player. It doesn't matter what the interior of the defensive line looks like as an improvement from where it is now because you already have the pass rush and the linebackers behind them that are freakishly talented. You need guys that can stick the wide receiver one from the opposing team. You need guys that can make up for Cliff Kingsbury's shortcomings when calling plays on the offensive side. You need a defense that's anchored by a solid cornerback room that allows Buda Baker to be over the top and be more of a ball hawk than having to babysit corners that can't do their job, whether it be because they're 31 or whether it be because they're slot corners that the Cardinals are trying to play outside. Robert Alford hasn't played it down for this team. Malcolm Butler hasn't played it down for this team in Vance Joseph's defense. When you look as the, at the defense as currently constructed, if you overlook the cornerback position for one more day, it is a fool's errand to think that this team can win double-digit games next year. I'm going to say it one more time. Just the top guys. I'm not even going to talk about the guys in division. Devontae Adams, Adam Thielen, Justin Jefferson, Allen Robinson, Amari Cooper, Cooper, A.J. Brown, Odo Beckham Jr. I rest my case. You rest your case, poorly thought out, as always. Straw man argument made by Alex Clancy. You're talking fallacies now? You're fallacying me right now? Where did the Arizona Cardinals finish higher, I guess, as far as ranks against the rush and against the pass? Which which part of their defense was was better? I'm assuming against the pass, Bo. It was a lot better against the pass. Exactly right. So who's going to be the guy that's going to stuff those runs? Where did the Arizona Cardinals really struggle at the end of last season? Why were the San Francisco 49ers and C.J. Beathard able to maintain drives and keep things going? Because they were getting good push. They were getting uh, good chunks of yardage. Why was Jared Goff? Why did Jared Goff look like Pro Bowl Jared Goff? Because the Rams were able to establish the run against the Arizona Cardinals. They were in third and short and manageable because they didn't get enough push up front from their defensive line. The The Arizona Cardinals against the rush, they were, what, 22nd in some categories? They need a big guy in the middle. They need beef. What are you shaking your head for? The Arizona Cardinals offense couldn't stay on the field towards the tail end of last season. That's why when defense is getting tired, it doesn't matter what your defense is. These guys are human beings, and they can't stay on the field. Let me tell you 
I'm, I'm yeah. really happy you brought that up about last year with the pass mm-hmm. attack. Let me just run down because I got another list right here. It's fantastic. Very sure. easy to to absorb. Let me run down the list of quarterbacks the Cardinals faced last year. Jimmy Garoppolo, Dwayne Haskins, Matthew Stafford, Teddy Bridgewater, Joe Flacco, Andy Dalton, Russell Wilson, Tua, Josh Allen. They won both against Russell Wilson and Josh Allen, if you don't forget, if you don't remember. Cam Newton, Jared Goff again, Daniel Jones, Jalen Hurts, C.J. Beathard, John Wolford. Not exactly a murderer's row of quarterbacks. I could have played corner last year and and mm-hmm. and, and uh, ranked higher in pass defense uh, four than than the rush attack. Come on, man. Mm-hmm. That's that's your argument. What? That's your foundation. You they played against college quarterbacks last year compared to who they're playing against this year. Josh Allen basically beat them if it weren't for the Hale Murray. Did they lose? Russell Wilson did beat them. Josh Allen put the the Bills ahead before they had to come down and score with a passing touchdown. I, I just don't understand the Arizona Cardinals. Look, their biggest remaining need now, Steve Kime believes that Malcolm Butler is either equal to Patrick Peterson or better. He's rolling the dice on Robert Alford. He's not going to bring in somebody to take their spot right now. That's what Steve Kime believes in. He doesn't look at it as a, as a need. He took two corners. He took one in the fourth round and one in the sixth round. The biggest remaining need, the need that they haven't addressed, is nose tackle. They have to get somebody in the building not named Rashad Lawrence. You can't rely on a second-year fourth-round pick to be the anchor of your defense. Give Jordan Phillips $30 million. He's not your like nose tackle playing defensive tackle. Listen, Bo. I'm listening. I'm trying to, like... Take how do you not see out as some sort of law? It's not, it's not logical. Alex Lancy, Ball Brock, locked on Cardinals. Luckily, the time's up, so we'll gauge this one a tie. I'll give him benefit of the doubt. He just hit the timer, he just slapped the timer because I don't want to hear this slop that you're throwing out to me anymore. You're on empty. Don't want to hear this. Don't want to hear this. You've got sludge in your gas tank. Just want another victory. This is just sad. Alex Lancy, Ball Brock, locked on Cardinals. Stop. We'll talk to you tomorrow.